0: Speaking of requisite firepower, the man that we bring, uh, who always brings the fire, is our guy Sam Farber, the voice of the Charlotte Hornets, as heard right here on the flagship station of the Hornets Sports Radio 97 7WFNZ. Tip time tonight, 7, pregame at 6 tonight for the Hornets and the Hawks, and Sam joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. What's going on, Sam? How are you, pal?
1: Oh, I think things are great. It's a great day here at the Hornets. Uh, we're, we're finally going to get to see this team. We're excited.
0: In terms of the Gordon thing, we've been kind of hearing the whispers over the last couple of days. I know that you get to see him warm up a little bit sometimes over these last couple of games. What are you noticing about Gordon uh, from a wind standpoint? And I think we won't get this answer necessarily from Steve Clifford until later, but uh, what are you expecting tonight from Gordon Hayward?
1: Well, from the wind standpoint, you know, there's there's nothing like game action. So I would anticipate you know him playing his full minutes and, and being at the peak of his powers down the stretch. Maybe it's a game or two, but that's not, you know, really the kind of injury he had. It wasn't going to keep him off of, you know, the bike or the treadmill or things like that. So I'd expect it to be pretty good as compared to, say, if he had an ankle injury. Um, But that said, there's just nothing that's going to replicate game minutes. So maybe it takes a game or two to to reach that level. Um, But just seeing him out there on the floor, uh, it's going to do my heart good. It's going to do a lot of Hornets fans a lot of good to see this team back together for the first time.
2: Sam West Bryan here. What did you make of Coach Clifford's postgame comments the other night, and what is your view of everything that's transpired along the last, I guess, 36, 48 hours, whatever you want to say?
1: My big takeaway from it was this one. He's right. You know, the defense was bad. Detroit's not a very good team compared to the rest of the NBA, uh, and they put 140 points on the board. Granted, in overtime, but still, that, that's not a good – defensive performance but, but the biggest takeaway I have from it is what his focus is on he's not saying hey we need to do this because we need to be able to beat Detroit in December he's saying we need to do this because if we don't do it we're not going to have any chance to beat Milwaukee or Philadelphia or Boston come April and that's where he wants this team you know thinking about and that might seem a little silly to outsiders who are saying what what are you talking about? You're, you're in last place. You're 7-21. But this is a team that has not had its full roster yet. Still won't tonight, but it's going to be a heck of a lot closer than it has been all season long. And you want these guys thinking in that context. Because the second you stop doing it, then, then it's probably over. Uh, so you want them, with that being their trajectory, their heading, thinking we're going to be playing one of these teams come the postseason. And unless we start to figure out the defense, it's not going to matter how many healthy players we have. We're just not going to win those games.
2: Do you think this team responds to that? Do you think Gordon Hayward will come in and enhance the defense? But most of all, how do you think this team uh, will come out and respond tonight?
1: I, I think they're going to respond in kind. This team has had some good stretches defensively compared to where they've been the last couple of seasons. Uh, and Coach Clifford is a uh, defensive First type of head coach in terms of where his expertise. If this was football, he would have been uh, more of the defensive coordinator type than an offensive coordinator per se. Um, And and furthermore, defense just tends to take longer to to really get everything dialed in. Um, Just just in general. I mean, you look at last year. The Boston Celtics had this big transformation, ended up making it to the NBA finals. They were about a 500 team near the All-Star break, in fact, after the All-Star break. And, and the difference was they clicked in defensively come the second half of the season. So uh, this is not the first time that it, it's taken time for a team that's made a change and wanted to focus more on defense to have some growing pains as they institute that. Um, hopefully the Hornets now healthier will be able to start doing that. I don't know if it's going to be night one here tonight, but um, I think we're going to start to see some things heading in the right direction now.
0: Voice of the Charlotte Hornets, Sam Farber joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. It's Wesson Walker, Willie P in for Walker on Sports Radio 927, WFNZ Hornets and Hawks tonight at the Hive. Uh, we know with LaMelo, we only really have the one game sample size here. And, and when we have seen him on the floor, the defending without fouling thing is the thing that's been brought up. I know that he's a high risk, high reward player defensively because of how well he gets in the passing lanes. But how much of this do you think Steve Clifford is going to have to work on with him in terms of making sure that he is on the floor in the game's most critical moments? Because him fouling out, I think, uh, was largely due or, or largely had a big part in the Hornets' not being able to get themselves over the hump on Wednesday night against Detroit?
1: Well, I think it's fair to say that he is a a risk-reward type of defensive player. He he takes chances. He's great at anticipating passing lanes, and sometimes, you know, he's, he's not he's not infallible out there. Okay. Sometimes he's going to guess wrong and sometimes he's going to be in a bad position. Um, there's also the fact that he's 21 years old. He, you know, he he's the age that two generations ago, uh, you wouldn't be in the NBA. Um, so, you know, he, he has some, some room to grow on the defensive side and coach Clifford is one of the best in the business. He's going to get him, uh, to, to be a better defensive player and better offensive player and all around And LaMelo is eager to learn. So, I don't think anyone thought at 21 LaMelo was going to be a finished product. Uh, I'm excited to see what he ends up turning into. Um, but that, that's going to be part of it, and, you know, learning when to take those chances in terms of trying to get steals and also learning when to keep your hands out of the, the cookie jar and, and hopes that the foul you might pick up there in the first quarter won't come back to bite you come the fourth quarter in overtime as it did the other day.
2: Sam, we know that the big draw for this matchup is Trey and LaMelo. And last season, Melo averaged around nineteen, and 9 uh, against him. That's 19 points, 8 rebounds, and uh, almost 9 assists. And then Trey averaged 21 points a game, almost 11 assists per game. Is Trey LaMelo's biggest contemporary, in your opinion, amongst the young point guards?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. You know, they're, they're probably the leading candidate. To go head to head. Uh, A lot of people put Luka Doncic into that point guard mold. I I guess he kind of is in in more of like a maybe a magic job. I don't know. Luka is is something entirely different. I think Luka and Trey get matched up more, um, probably because they got traded for one another, same draft class. Um, But in terms of playing the position in a somewhat similar fashion, maybe. Although, you know, LaMelo plays it differently than, than Trey does. Trey is more of a volume shooter and uh, that hasn't been been great for the Hawks this year, quite frankly. His numbers are down in terms of percentages. Uh, no doubt in my mind, they're going to go back up because Trey is a magnificent player. Um, but but they've struggled a little bit with the their shooting percentages and putting things back together. I don't know. It's a good question. I think they're they're so unique. Um, Trey Young again, he's more of a shooter. He's more maybe in a Steph Curry mold, and Lamelo's more in a Magic Johnson mold, and and they're just they're special in their own right. And and I'm looking forward. To many, many years of great battles between those two guys and at least four times a year in the division.
0: Hornets as close to hole as they've been uh, with this return of Gordon Hayward. I saw a practice uh, set of photos yesterday. I saw Cody Martin in uniform, which is a good sign for the Hornets as well. Uh, Sam, what are you hearing about timetables on both Cody and DSJ as uh, we hope to see the Hornets at completely full strength here really soon?
1: Yeah, I mean, they're both trending in the right direction. And, and, you know, as you guys well know, Wes, I know you know as a, as a former player, you know, you're never, when you get to the season – anticipating we're going to be whole. You know, the the, the Hornet strategy isn't like, well, as soon as absolutely every person on the roster is available, then we can start winning because you're just never going to get there. There's aches and pains and bumps and bruises all the time, uh, and injuries are going to creep up. But this is the closest the team has been all season long. And I uh, was doing some number crunching, you know, over the entirety of their three years together. Uh, Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, Gordon Hayward, when they're on the floor starting at the same time, uh, the team has a roughly 54 win percentage, which might not sound like much, but you, when you think the fact that the team over the entirety of that span has been a below 500 team, that's a pretty big jump. And included in that span is LaMelo's rookie year, where he wasn't starting a whole lot and was still you know, learning how to play uh, in the NBA. So I think big things could be in store for the Hornets here. I really do. I know it's been a disappointing start. No one thought the Hornets were going to begin 7-21. And, and I understand based off the record why some fans uh, might be panicking a little bit, but there's a lot of season left in front of this team, and we're finally going to get a chance to see what they've got. So I think the rest of this month is going to be a big uh, evaluation period for the Hornets, for the front office, uh, to see exactly what we've got.
0: Sam Farmer, will talk to you this evening when we have the pregame show with Kyle and T-Bone, and I'll talk to you after the contest and hopefully after a Hornet win. That's right. We've
1: got three mandatory uh, conversations today. Wes, you and I will talk on the phone some point later today so I can get my quota with everybody.
0: All good stuff, (laughs) man. Appreciate you.
1: Appreciate you guys. Looking forward to it.